0: What'd you say, Harsha? <laughs> Harsha said die.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> because you just do know how old people too. like and then you can pause
1: Hey guys, welcome back to an interesting discussion sometimes. Today I'm with the regular boys, so Harsha, Haran, and Christian. And today we're actually joined by my good friend back from high school, um, Tarif. Uh Tarif, if you want to introduce yourself, bro?
3: yeah what it do my name is tarif sharif um i'm the 22 year old singer songwriter from northern virginia and i'm excited to sort of be on your guys's podcast today
1: yeah i'm glad it's finally happen- happening happening uh, i think tarif swiped up on one of our stories like three or four weeks ago uh, so he's finally on um but yeah bro so what have you been up to recently or what has everyone been up to recently how was everyone weeks
3: um i mean my week has sort of been um consumed with sort of creating content sort of figuring out ways to be able to um push this project that i have coming out in in creative ways so like coming up with like video content to be able to push uh, that is sort of how most of my week has been going i also have like three exams this week
0: so just sort of
3: dialing in and just grinding is how my week's been going so far not much Mm -hmm. time to just like sit down
4: and just relax how do you plan out your days with class and trying to make music and all that?
3: I think that it, it really does, as cliche as it sounds, like just compartmentalizing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and putting other stuff to the side, like knowing that I'm going to have time to spend time with my friends and, and do shit that I like once I get all this sort of heavy lifting stuff out of the way. Um, so just being able to time managed properly and not you know bullshit um mm-hmm. during certain times is how i sort of manage that
1: yeah especially nowadays like everyone's in quarantine so everyone's here you can pretty much spend time with them any, anytime you know
3: right and i don't feel like there's that like social pressure to like hang out with people and like always do stuff now too yeah. so it's like a great excuse to just like be able to just focus on
1: work do you know what i mean for sure i definitely feel that harsha how was your week buddy <laughs> <laughs>
4: My week was pretty chill, man. Work wasn't too bad. You guys are
3: Capital was, One boys, yeah?
4: Yeah. What's Capital in your wallet? <laughs> 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 and then I got to Friday, you know, feeling very excited about watching LeBron get his fourth ring last night. Oh, mm-hmm. Wore my jersey and everything. I haven't brought it out all playoffs. And, you know, my dad stayed up. He usually doesn't stay up for these games. We're all just excited. <sighs> And then they it, did it, win. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, a great series.
3: It's a great series. Them Heat boys are coming. The heat boys is coming.
4: Would you say your dad's a curse? <laughs> yeah, man. The only two games he's watched this series are game three and five. <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's so rude.
3: Yeah, we definitely need your dad to watch six and seven, too. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told Harsha back after game four when they went up 3-1 that if they didn't win game five because they switched to the Mamba jerseys and they had won every series in five games, that if they don't win game mm-hmm. five, they're losing the whole series. So, watch out.
3: So, so now your prediction is, is he in seven?
0: Oh, for sure. Is
3: what you're saying. Okay. Bye, bye, bye.
0: As a Celtics fan, I can't allow the Lakers. As much as I don't like LeBron anyway, I can't allow mm-hmm. the Lakers to equalize us in, in championships. So, I hate LeBron, yeah. but I hate the Lakers more.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you, bro. I really just don't like certain people on the Lakers, and I just feel like the Heat are so deep. Just want them to win. Honestly, I feel so that young for sure. Good shit.
2: It's okay, Lakers fans don't hate like don't like a lot of their
4: players either.
0: I think Lakers fans <laughs> definitely
4: like, like like three people. <laughs> I I I like three people only. Yet,
0: <laughs> Wait, who's the third? KCP. Uh, yeah, I was going to say KCP. Oh, what? You don't like Rondo? I was going to say Rondo. I mean, Rondo's uh, been
4: okay this series, but not as good. Um, yeah, I, I think he should have been out there at the end. He wouldn't have been a stupid ass play and threw out of bounds, you know? Basically, Lakers fans only like LeBron and AD and
2: then whoever's the third best player in that, in like in that series they're playing in. That's like like series. So yeah. There's
4: no consistent third best player. Yeah, so they better win tomorrow. Um, I hope so. Because after fucking Danny Green missed a wide open three.
3: Lovely. Gorgeous.
0: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Harsha, I have a question for you. Yes. Do a right, crazy game. Oh my god. So my question for hardship, because this is going to come out after the finals is over one way or the other. Okay? Yes. Give me your highs and your lows, buddy. Like, if they win, tell me what's going to go through your head. And if they miraculously collapse, let me know what's uh, going <laughs> to go through that head of yours. I do not want to think about that second option. <laughs> well, I'm giving all. you both of them, and that's... you have to answer both.
4: Okay, uh, I'll start with this shitty option. If they lose <laughs> in seven, I think LeBron can never come back from that. I think no matter how many more rings he wins, like next year, the year after, whatever, like, that, if, if it's, it's going to hurt his legacy forever. If
2: they lose in seven, would you say he's still, well, you, do you think he's a go right now, or do you think LeBron, um, Jordan's a go?
4: LeBron's a go, baby. But if he loses in seven, you don't think No, he's not. Yeah. Because, like, 2011 happened, and he collapsed, like, whatever. You can't defend that. But ever since then, he's showed up every single time. And against this Heat team who's not even as good as the other teams he's lost to since the Dallas series, like, it's inexcusable. Especially they're not even completely healthy. But if they win, LeBron's going <laughs> to go, let's <laughs> fucking go. They're going to win on Sunday. <laughs>
0: Wait, Harsha. if it goes to 7, do you think the Lakers will lose?
4: No, but I will lose. <laughs> <laughs> I will lose my sanity, uh. yeah. So on Sunday, we got, you know, the Browns game is now at 4.30. And then, right, it ends at 7.30, and the Lakers game is at 7.30. <laughs> bro, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> wait, who the Browns play? the Browns play? They're playing the Colts. Who oh, who the, right. the best rushing games. defense, you know, so...
1: Yeah.
4: I don't know if I'll make it to the next episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christian, how's your week, buddy?
0: It was all right. You know, I'm kind of not in the same caliber of boat as Tarif, but, you know, I'm trying to get some stuff out there and, like, get the creative stuff flowing. So I've been working on that a lot. Um, yeah, I got FIFA this week, which I know Haran's going to be stoked about one way or the other. Um, so, that's taking up some of my time, you know. Everybody knows it's a pretty bad game. But, you know, it <laughs> occupies my time. Uh, so, that's fun. But, other than that, just kind of chilling, you know, doing some work here and there. Still out on the hunt for full-time position. But, mm-hmm. you know, all in all, regular old week.
1: Is the job hunt tough right now? Like, mad tough?
0: It's tough in the sense that... Jobs, A, fill up quickly, which is to be expected no matter what the climate is, but also the kinds of jobs that I'm looking for at entry-level positions either require, like, four to five years of experience, which doesn't make sense. That's so stupid. But, like, I have three years of experience, which is good enough, I would think, but it's just tough figuring out, you know, my problem is I'm very picky, and so Mm -hmm. the fit of the organization or wherever that I go is really important to me so Mm -hmm. it's really tough to figure that out you know through just a posting or whatever so doing a lot of research on who you're going to work for and that kind of stuff is really important
2: if if the Lakers was the only NBA team in the market for you
0: would you turn them down WNBA here (laughs) I come baby I mean, it would be cool in the sense that I could move to Los Angeles, but that's about the only positive I see in that scenario.
3: (laughs) Christian, what did you study in school?
0: So I studied, um, the technical title is multimedia journalism with a concentration in sports media analytics. But basically I knew how to be a sports, uh, knew how to be a journalist, but I also, I worked for, um... The school, of Virginia Tech, and their all their sports broadcasting, and so I helped with all the show production for all of their basketball, soccer, volleyball, lacrosse, baseball, all the all the sports. I helped run all of the shows that went online for my first two and a half years, and then they started going on TV. Um, the last, like pretty much last year at Tech, full time. So. A lot of okay, okay, you know, okay, okay, flags, big flex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was crazy though. Man's is on the field and shit.
2: Yeah, he's on the field for some big football games too. Yeah, yeah. All L's. Okay.
0: All L's. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm just lucky I'm not there today, dude. They're getting ripped apart.
1: Hey, it's fourteen twenty-one. Oh. Like, who are they playing? UNC. 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 Okay. Okay. I still get emails from Virginia Tech football, and they're always asking me to either donate or like watch a game, and I just can't yeah same. Be, I can't be asked, and I, I tried. You guys you guys are, like you guys are
3: them house. tech alumnuses now.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck all. I ain't giving
2: I ain't giving them my money, bro. Dude, they I'm already gave them too them much. Yeah, for fucking nothing. honestly.
1: I <sighs> just sighed like sixteen times this one episode. <laughs>
4: Dude, he's so
0: distraught.
4: Yeah, I am. I couldn't sleep for so long yesterday, and I woke up early.
1: Yeah. Why'd you wake up early?
4: I mean, not early. I woke up at 11.
1: But Uh (laughs) it was early for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Haran, how was your week? Uh, My week was fine. Uh, Just a lot of school stuff. Um, There's actually a lot less work this week than before. I think teachers were, like, realizing that they're giving us too much, I think. So they kind of chilled out this week. But yeah it doesn't sound right <laughs> yeah honestly i didn't, I didn't <laughs> expect it but last week was just hell because i had like two quizzes and like the homework sets are like really long but this week i didn't have any quizzes and only had like two homework sets instead of like three so it wasn't too bad um the yeah, like christian said i got fifa but that was a whole saga because <laughs> i had pre-ordered the game to come on tuesday but like covid sh- like delayed the shipment until friday so basically yeah, like my pre-order became like when the all the game like the game came out for everyone so I didn't really get my money's worth, um, which was kind of sad. But then, so then I told my mom, and then she called. <laughs> she got, like, really mad, and I was like, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then she ended up calling GameStop and giving them a hard time, so she got me, like, $5 back for the shipping. So not too bad, I guess.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, what I don't understand mode. is why you don't order uh, do digital downloads. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, okay,
2: so usually, so, um, for the last few years, I've always gone to GameStop and picked it up. Uh, like that's like my, that's always like my go to move I guess. um I also didn't know digital download the thing until I met Christian because like I didn't like know that people had like, PS4 and then like, I got that PS4 had all like the games digitally downloaded I was like oh that's that's pretty interesting. But like I haven't like I've never done it still. <laughs> I think except the two K I got like for free um like this past summer on the PlayStation store. But uh so yeah I would I, mean, I I would have ideally I would have went into the stop at Tyson's and like picked it up. But you know COVID I don't want to like. Like like I don't want it to go out of the house if I didn't need to, kind of
4: thing. So, I thought I'd just ship it to me. But yeah. I like the feeling of having a game. Sometimes you know, getting to put that you CD know, in there, the, the tangible feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just I, tell you, you I don't know, like how you it's in the air. CD in there, bro. Kind of oh, crazy. insert CD. <laughs> no, oh boy,
3: I started a Blu-ray collection just for that same reason. It's nice.
4: Otherwise Something you just don't know what you're paying for. I mean you do. <laughs> yeah, but you like where is it? I,
2: I, I
1: can't like see it. Movies, but it's growing. It's
2: growing.
4: No, it.
3: okay,
2: okay. <laughs> I could I could literally do like a, a like a um photo of every single p like P six, like all the disc covers that I have.
4: Mm.
2: Kinda I don't know if it's a good
4: thing or not, but that's just been how long I've been playing. I will be changing my stance on this when I buy the cheaper version of the PS5 whenever
0: I do. Yeah, that's true. I'm also going to do that. That doesn't have a disk drive, so it's just all digital download. Mm -hmm. I think that's... I also just think it's more efficient. I think it's different when you live in an area that doesn't have, like, good internet, so you can't download or whatever, or it takes, like, days to download or whatever. Yeah. But if you have good internet and you have a decent-sized hard drive or you have a lot of space on your hard drive, then I don't see the point in not doing it. I I get the physical, like, tangible thing, but yeah.
3: It's also a 4K Blu ray player. So if you have a DVD collection, yeah, I mean, hey, (laughs)
0: this man's (laughs) just five heading everything. I love it.
1: I was going to say, I saw an 8K, 85 inch TV. Like someone on Instagram bought it and uh, I looked it up and it's like a 90K TV. And I was just like, why would you spend 90K? 90K? Yeah, because you know next year it's going to be like 75K, you know? Oh, that that TV probably depreciates more than a car. You think about that? (laughs)
2: <laughs> wait what? Wait what? Like, wait, like, sure. do you do you know the TV market like that?
1: I mean, generally that's how it works, right?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, like unless Maybe. like I guess like a new design. Comes if you up. say so,
1: not Nine, ninety thousand dollars for a TV. That's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, yeah, it's eight K, eight K, like eighty five or it was like eighty five inches, I think. So, bro, your, you, think, was, wait, do you think? Wait, we can notice it in value?
2: value. Sorry. sorry, I was thinking. Do you think it depreciates in value because like a new design or like a new thing will come out next year? Or?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, like, generally, like, true. you work at Best Buy, you know this, right? Like, TVs, like, gang, gang, go down gang, in gang.
3: value <laughs> every year, right? They go they go down in value almost, like, every couple months. Yeah, no. there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> now, I was just thinking, like, a car, you know, like, it's, like, the, the 2020, like, yeah, like I don't know, TV, can... the Samsung <clears throat> TV deal or some shit.
1: Well, yeah. I also think it was, like, you know, you know the wallpaper TVs, the ones that are, like, unbelievably thin? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was one of those, too. Um, mm-hmm. So the price is probably astronomical. But I just can't... I can't... Because there's not even, like, 8K, like, Netflix. Like, you can stream that like the, 8K.
2: Is that, like, the TV that Kanye has? You know what I'm talking about? Dude, like that's Kanye. what I was just thinking of.
0: It's, like, the huge <laughs> <laughs> thing that Kanye had. Yeah,
2: because like, Kanye, like, just posts, like, these random tweets where, like, he's just walking in front of his, like, TV and, like, there's, like, like, a big-ass caption about, like, some, like, sports play that just happened or something.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, you were saying, like, an 86-inch TV? Dude, this thing is, like... 80 feet by, like, 30 feet. <laughs> 80 feet? Like, <laughs> this fuck? thing is <laughs> an entire like, like, he's, like, walking barn of the Theater of side house, of a like, TV. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait, is this on his no, Instagram? No, an icon. Uh, uh, I like
0: no. that's on Twitter. It was somebody else, like, that was at his house that, like, posted about it. Uh, gotcha. But it was, yeah, it was literally, like, an IMAX in your back, in, like, your basement or something. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he was, like, watching
2: a bubble game on it. I forgot what game it was. Yeah, he was what
0: watching it. It was, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Tarif, do you still work at Best Buy? Or are you um, doing like a part-time job or anything?
0: Yeah, so I'm
3: like, I'm there part-time still. So I'll like show up, I'll do my couple hours here and there, make a little bit mm-hmm. of bread. Um, but for the most part, I'm just, you know, working um, like schoolwork, I mean, um, and <laughs> yeah. just sort of just music. And then that's really it for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's nice to have It's nice to have that little Best Buy discount in the tuck too, just in case something goes down here. That's okay
1: that's true how is working at best buy uh
3: i i I don't know if i want to talk about it because well i mean i guess if they hear it's whatever it's fine um it's 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 cool like i mean it's it's like any sort of other i guess retail job if you if you've worked at retail right you deal with Mm -hmm. your like great customers and then you have customers who are uh not so great to say the least um like there was this time there was actually one day where I had two customers faint right in front of me in the same day within the span of like two hours. So that was pretty interesting. What? They're like,
2: they're like an 85-inch TV? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so this this one lady had just come in to like, um I guess, pick up her like iPhone at the time. And I think it was maybe during Black Friday last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she just came in this huge line just to pick up her iPhone, which she could have done the day after or something like that. <laughs> and uh and she comes, she comes to the front. We, we ask for uh you know the lady's phone number for her rewards or whatever. And as she's typing it in, she just passes out. And I'm just like, what am I? <laughs> like I have her iPhone in my hand. Like what am I supposed to do? So she's I like, try in, and, like, push like, her out. I try calling like 911 and like leaning over to like hold her on the other side of the cash register at the same time. The whole time I'm thinking like, yo, like, I definitely need a raise. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like, like, but, like, but, like, she got taken away, like, on her stretcher. Oh, my God. Um, apparently it was, like, dehydration, which is wild mm. <laughs> to me. Uh, but, I mean, I guess it that's makes the, sense. That's that
2: Black Friday um, grind, bro.
3: Bro, she must Shut have been yeah, in line
2: for, like, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I had to hand the paramedic the receipt and the <laughs> I really? was wild. Yeah. Yeah, sent it to the hospital right dude, there. That's that service mad that shit. Yeah, dude. Who knows what happened to the iPhone, really? know <laughs> came, came for the iPhone. She went home with like a $2,000 ambulance bill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you use your Best Buy rewards on that, you know? She so just
3: bought a $2 Dasani, really, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. So that was the one time. Um. I actually don't want to talk about the other time. But, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's
0: that's okay. no it's it. okay. NDAs, NDAs.
3: You know how like um like older people in hospitals like sort of um die. they like piss in like bags, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russia, what? Like <laughs> what'd you say, Russia?
0: Harsha said die. <laughs> die? What the <laughs> fuck? Because so so you they just you do, do the hold people
2: like and then you just pause and then just like die <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah so one time i had a i had a gentleman come in like which is fine you know what i mean people deal with like their things or whatever but he came in carrying his bag in his hand at the same time so you know that that's a little bit like jarring like as an employee mm. just to like you're checking someone out and you just sort of lays the bag down on your same table <laughs> so like so, it's like, it's little things like that, but for the most part, it's like an enjoyable job. You know what I mean? Discount is, I guess, okay. I don't know if it's worth those things. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm ready to be on the like real job market, is what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But, you know,
1: are you also looking for a, for a job time. too?
3: Yeah, I mean, I am. I am, but I'm not because music is fortunately going somewhere for me. Um, It's it's sort of going in that upward direction. Uh, Trainer direction to where um i'm at the point now where i feel like i can make it a career which is pretty crazy to say um but yeah i am still looking for jobs at the same time i'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket i
1: think that that's really smart thing. yeah hmm? i was actually yeah i was gonna ask you because i remember back in the day um you used to make youtube videos and i was in like one or two or yeah right. um <laughs> but like how'd you go from that to like making music because <laughs> i think it was like soon after where you started making music right yeah I mean I don't
3: think it was i don't think it was ever a uh a conscious transition mm-hmm. I always just like making shit like whether yeah. people watched it or not it was just something that I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. so whether it was drawing or like making music or doing beats or things like that it was it was shit that I was always doing anyways mm-hmm. so i mean it just happened it just so happened that the music is what ended up picking up subtraction but I still make videos even if people don't see them Jenny yeah you still making youtube videos uh, i don't i don't make youtube videos like that put them out but i think i think you can see the influences in sort of like the sort of, sort of like short skits and things that i do uh, I um, on my instagram about, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you guys don't know this but like back in the day um one of Tarif's youtube videos is this still up the ping pong <laughs> i think they're all up they're all Dude, up. yeah so yeah. so Tarif did like a ping pong tournament um like video with like us and the boys and um the loser which was me um had to drink like a dirty milkshake where they put like random ass shit in there it was fucking yeah nasty. Def- just, oh god dude, they put like they put like milk and sprite and like hot sauce and like some other shit in there um, <laughs> they definitely don't watch it it hasn't aged well but, <laughs> but the story is good for sure that mean? Yeah, yeah, story, yeah the the arc the climax and shit did
2: you finish all of it
1: no hell no they told me they, t- they told no. me I, di- I didn't have to drink like that much uh, so i think that's
3: content. the only reason he did it because we told him you could get off with like a yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i i, like, so was I remember Time, drinking though. it though and like i think i think shrieker put in way too much sprite so it wasn't actually that bad
3: damn I didn't know that until now, so he was really faking the whole reaction this entire time. No, 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 I remember the video, I was
1: like, I, tur- I took a sip and I turned around and I was like, dude, deadass is not that bad. I remember saying that.
3: I remember, I remember making some jokes that probably haven't
0: aged well either. Oh God. <laughs> hey, we've all been We've there. all been there, it's okay. Yeah. But, so 340 what do you study in school?
3: Um, I am a computer science major with um, minors in business and
0: psych. Damn, literally everything. That's insane. (laughs) Honestly, though, like those are, I feel like the first two are very similar, but then psych is like a thing that doesn't get paired with that very often.
3: Yeah, I think, I think it's, I don't know. It's just something that was interesting and that sort of fit into what I could do with the time that I had. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to sort of bang it out because it's interesting.
1: A lot of the people that do like user um, interface or like user experience, uh, like development, they do like psych um what do you call it majors or minors because that usually helps in how um what do you call it how they build their ui and shit
3: got gotcha. you like on the perception side of things on these. yeah
1: like like people at facebook when they created the like button shit like that you know
3: i'm taking a class on perception right now bro it's arguably the hardest class i've taken in my life
2: what are you learning in it
3: it it's like the um it's like it's like the it's like the bio it's like the bio and the physics behind like how how we take in certain stimuli like whether it's like auditory or like visual and how exactly that's processed in our brain and how it like comes out it's pretty wild.
1: Damn, that's cool, bro. I actually I started reading this week. Um, I bought a book called okay, "The Power okay, of okay. Habit." <laughs> I bought a book. I read that the... actually. You have, yeah, dude. It's a- is it crazy. Eckhart Tolle? No, it's um Charles Houdig or Doig, um, something like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read that.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's really fucking good. It's cool. Um, I've I'm like eighty or like hundred pages in, um, mm. and it's like a really easy read. But basically, it's all about um how habits work. He speaks about all these different examples of like um how like there was one marketing genius guy who, uh, basically, he worked with this um toothpaste brand like back in the day I think in like the 40s or 50s called Pepsodent and he was the one that like made a marketing campaign to make you want to use toothpaste every day like before that point people weren't brushing their teeth like every day twice a day but after he worked with that brand that toothpaste brand everyone started brushing their teeth twice a day and that's like how it's continued on from now Mm. which is crazy
3: yeah it's it's wild how so much of those like little sorts of things just get lost in like history that we just don't realize
1: mm-hmm. do you know what
3: I mean? yeah for sure yeah I went, I went on a heavy stint like I've, I've always like read like throughout throughout my life like really heavily so like i want to i went on a stint too where i was reading a lot of those sort of like self-help books like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah and i feel like i feel like while like the information they provide is you know always like interesting like unless you sort of implement those sorts of things into your life like there really is nothing that you gain from those sorts of books mm-hmm. but it's a good book
1: Mm -hmm. for sure i definitely agree with you the reason i like this is because it's kind of like short stories like they give a lot of different examples of how habits are utilized and um you know like a bunch of different fields so i thought it was just really interesting in that sense who knows if it'll actually help me create good habits and get rid of my bad ones but we'll see
3: (laughs) but at least you know know, yeah
1: yeah 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 right (laughs)
2: Do you guys think you could still read like fictional stories or would it have to be more along the like the books you're reading now where it's kind of like, uh, like I guess, real life stuff?
3: I believe I believe really heavily in like reading a lot of fiction because I, I think there's a certain part of our part of your brain that lights up just from imagining certain scenarios and situations and putting yourself in certain spots. I think it really helps with like uh, empathy in particular. Um, um in dealing with you know people and, and things of that industry. but yeah I think fiction is really valuable
1: I'm like a really visual person so I remember um like back in the day all I used to read was fiction just for the reason that like when they're you know explaining these stories I could like 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 uh Tarif was saying like sort of imagine like a whole different world you know in my head um and like I could literally like see it when I'm reading the book which just sounds weird to say but um that's like the main reason I enjoyed fiction so much when I was younger
4: so for me, I I used to read it a lot when I was younger, but recently, obviously, I just haven't, like, I guess since high school. Um, so on the off chance I do pick up a book, I feel like I should be reading one of those real-life type books that would help me because I don't read that much anyways. So I feel like I should, mm-hmm. like, make it more useful, but I agree that, like, fiction is still pretty nice. I've been reading the same book for the last, I don't know, like, three or four months so it's not (laughs) going great um i'm reading this book called prey prey by michael crichton or something and it's prey
0: like is in like a religious or like prey is in like a predator and prey uh predator and prey (laughs) okay yeah so it's about
4: how they develop these like nanotechnology particles that um learn on themselves how to act like prey in the wild um and then it's it's fictional, but it's has like some nonfiction components in it, like learning about like all the technology and stuff. So and then at some point, like it learns to turn into the predator and try to attack like the humans that created it or something. And this book was written in two thousand two, so this is well before like some of the, these technologies that we're seeing today have been created. Um, so it's still pretty interesting how that type of stuff is still relevant now. That's crazy. But you know, I've been reading like 10 pages a week. But... <laughs> <laughs> are you like not allotting enough time for it or are you just... Um, like... It's because I don't have the physical book. I'm reading a PDF on my laptop and I just really don't like looking at a screen and trying to read I, I would much prefer having a physical copy and just mm-hmm. leaving it next to my bed. But, you know, it saves money. I did download it illegally. <laughs> you could
1: <laughs> no, download
2: you the didn't. PDF on your phone and read off your phone, right? If that
4: makes Yeah, sense. yeah. I, I like the bigger screen, but I don't, could just because I'm looking at a screen. But yeah. I swear it's like the the
3: like distraction of having it on digital and like having the option to like look at your Instagram or yeah, like yeah, your Twitter yeah, yeah. at the same time just like mm-hmm. throws like a whole bunch of shit off.
2: Yeah, but like I think I think also just like especially now in quarantine we're all like in front of screens the whole day more than like ever yeah. before. So like I guess reading books would be like your <laughs> time away from that if
4: you have a physical copy. So
0: right. Yeah. And
4: usually I like to read at night, right before I sleep, but
0: I don't mm-hmm. really like looking at my phone at that time. I'm in the same kind of boat as Harsha. I don't, I don't really read, uh, you know, for fun anymore. Um, I feel like I switched from getting my enjoyment in both fiction, nonfiction from reading to consuming other kinds of media, which is definitely a luxury that we have nowadays. But like I still appreciate like the value in reading because I think it was like Tarif was saying like that that value of empathy um, when you're a very literal real world real world person like it's very hard to imagine things outside of your own realm and so those kinds of stories definitely you know help you like he like he said empathize and imagine things outside of what you experience and I think that's definitely a really important part of just human nature and stuff like that. So I think they both serve a really big purpose. So it doesn't matter one way or the other, whether you read fiction or nonfiction, as long as you're taking into account the real world, like, Mm -hmm. effects of both of them.
3: Yeah, I mean, sort of of like how you spoke to, right? Like, I think a lot of how we operate as humans and just individuals is based on, like, our sort of experiences in the world, right? And we can only have so many just of our own so being able to tap into those sort of other experiences is big and being able to build a bigger perspective of the world.
0: Yeah absolutely. Haran, I know Stanford makes you do like everything under the sun so how many you know libraries have you had to read over there? Wait,
2: Uh, wait what? Do you read at Stanford sir? Do I read at Stanford? Oh yes. Other than besides, textbooks. besides textbooks no not really <laughs>
0: okay do you read for fun in uh, general in life no I,
2: yeah so i have not read for fun in a really long time and i kind of want to get back into it um like i was saying i guess like the point i'm making earlier I, I think i'm spending way too much time like at a screen and like my eyes start to hurt like now more than it did like in the past so i just think like any time i could use like away from screens and like hopefully like, reading a book like a physical copy would help that um and also i think it would be nice for me to, to get back into reading i just I, I need to like find that first book i think if i get that first book right and like you know like mm-hmm. i connect with it then i think i can you know, like really get back into reading
0: what kind of things would you be interested in reading
2: do you um, think so when i was growing up i read like a lot of fiction um and i don't think i really got into like the life advice books cause i guess like i was too young to like actually care about that stuff
0: yeah <laughs>
2: um but I think I think my first book I'll probably choose to be, like, along those lines. Or maybe an autobiography. I actually, I read, I think I read an autobiography in the past, like, two years. I, we were in, like, LA, and um, my mom and my sister and, like, my family were all, like, out shopping. And I just couldn't be bothered. So, I just went to the Barnes & Noble there. And, like, I was reading, like, an autobiography about this soccer player that I, like, had heard about, a lot about. Um, and I think that was the last time I actually, like, read a book, like, like completely. or, Yeah. So maybe like one of those autobiographies. I kind of wanted to read the Trevor Noah one. Uh, I heard that one's really good, mm-hmm. like his story. His story. I mean, I've heard a lot about his story because like he's talked on interviews, and I watched that. But maybe I'll read that book too.
1: Who would have ever thought we're going to have a fucking book club on the goddamn podcast, bro? Yeah, this is one of the
0: ideas
2: I put in the in our, like, our... our yeah,
0: brainstorm. and we all said, fuck you, because we don't read. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> all we
2: need is a fellow intellect like Dreve to come on the podcast to open our eyes.
3: Uh, fellow <laughs> intellect, high praise, high praise.
0: <laughs> in order to ponder over our praise, we must wait. For a <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to part two of episode. I don't know what is this twenty eight. I hope I think that's right. I'm just gonna say twenty eight. Uh, I I've I've heard that somebody specific has a a statement slash question. I don't know what he's gonna say. True, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a crazy setup, bro. Uh, no, nah, I was just uh, back when we were talking about like reading versus consuming other forms of content i was saying that um i feel like with books you can okay what i'm comparing right now is really just like books versus like youtube videos or like like fast forms of content not necessarily Mm -hmm. like movies but like i feel like with books you can reread or like get way more out of it than out of you know like a even like a 10 to 20 minute youtube video you know what i mean like however many times you watch that video you're not gonna get something different out of it um whereas books you might notice something that you didn't notice before
2: Uh, but yeah i guess it depends because i feel like if it's like a fictional story like i'm pretty sure like the biggest harry potter fans out there like if you keep reading that book over and over again you're gonna pick up on small things that you didn't like notice the first time you read it through um but i feel like in terms of like if it was a book about like a horse historical event compared to like a youtube video I feel like either, like both ways, if you read or you watch the video, I think you'd get the same amount of content, if that makes sense. Like, no matter how many times you read or watch it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair.
3: I, I, th- I think it depends. I think the thing with books is that we just spend... We spend so little time now on, on content that, like, sitting down with a book, we spend just so much more time sitting there and, like, reading it as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, watching, like, a 10-minute video. I'm sure if you watch the 10-minute video, like, three, four, five times, you probably... Get the same amount of information that you do out of both but we just spend so much more time with the text mm-hmm.
0: yeah i also, think it also goes with like context because when you read a book like the words don't change right it's only your perception of what the words mean that can change so those words are going to be the same no matter what like no matter how many times you read it so maybe you have a different like look or a different like opinion on something the second or third time you read it but i think it's the same it could be just the kind of videos that i watch but like when i watch a music video or i listen to a song like on my like 80th or 90th like watch or listen like i could pick up something new like i think that's what's really cool about the other kinds of like content that we've had recently like stuff that's been been put out the last few years is that there's like hidden layers to everything well not everything some things are just very plain sight and like you see it and that's what you get but then i think that's what makes things really like works of art or whatever kind of media you choose to consume like that would that makes that super special because you can deep dive into like the different layers and like pick up on new things and i think that's really cool and it goes for books too i'm not saying books don't do it but yeah
3: yeah i agree with you yeah like this the sorts of art that you can listen to or watch or, or look at and just look like on on first glance just looks like real surface level but has like much more information, like, uh, on a sort of deeper level in it is always more interesting than just, Mm. I guess, the alternative.
0: Yeah. Like, that's why concept albums are my favorite thing in the entire world is because, like, you can take a a motif or just, like, a, a theme or whatever and just go through and have seven to, like, 13 different, like, little songs that are different pieces of it, but they all kind of string together and there's different things that you pick up here and there That kind of goes
2: think... into a video i watched recently so like nathan zed who uh, went to tech he uh he's a tech alum i guess and he posted a youtube video i think last week and it was about how was oh, he the um, classic album thing yeah essentially he was he was just talking about how the art of a like a story in an album. I don't. Know, I don't mm-hmm. know the exact term I'm looking for here. But yeah. like that, that art's kind of like gone away. And like I think we don't like appreciate it enough. And he said like there's a lot of albums out there like that if they like just reordered their songs a little bit yeah. and like like fixed like that stuff and like they had more of a narrative, like they would be like classics. Like they're probably like one or two like uh, switches from like being like a classic album.
4: Did he give any I examples?
2: Yeah, he was like talking by a lot of like a different a lot of different albums. Um, but. Uh, he didn't talk about like he was talking about the ones that like did a good job of it. So he like talked about Kendrick's uh Tim a Butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh uh Twisted Dark Beautiful Fantasy and like uh and he's talking about like a lot of like R and B they talking about, like Stevie Wonder and stuff. But I mean it's pretty interesting, I guess. Uh, he was saying that he doesn't like when people just shuffle through albums. Like he thinks like if you listen to the album, you gotta listen like from one like like in in like sequential order. Uh, I've said that make... before too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what do you say?
0: No, I I mean like I think I think he's right I didn't watch the video but I, I see, saw, saw some tweets or some Instagram story from him or something but I think he's right that it doesn't get enough love but I also think people don't look hard enough for it, those kinds of things because I mean I know I personally don't listen to a lot of like super in-depth lyrical kind of artists as much but I think especially us as like a Pop culture, I mean, listen, you're not going for, like, a super hot album. You're going for that hit. Like, I mean, that's the thing. You want something, like, for us. Like, we gravitate to something that's, like, catchy. Drake, I think, used to have really good storytelling. But in the last, like, I don't know how many years, he's just kind of turned into, like, a a hit seeker. Which he's really good at. And that's just who he is at this point. But I think his first, like, three albums were really good like story-wise like i think that's just a a shift that's been made
3: i think also like just just from like the commercial side of things right the uh the the critically acclaimed well-sequenced um you know lyrically really thoughtful record um i think is harder to market and harder to sell and in a music industry we're sort of uh, the money isn't really in cd sales or sort of right. like physical media anymore it's harder to be able to you know push those sorts of records unless you're a sort of generational talent or something like that do you know what i mean right. mm-hmm. so i i think that's why a lot of the music that we see coming to the forefront or that's pushed by like labels and things like that is that sort of that hit record things like that mm. so i think again like like christian was saying like that music does exist if you were to dig for it but commercially or in the mainstream, on these Spotify top fifties and one hundreds and rap caviar, you're not going to see those sorts of records really pop up. Yeah.
1: Would you say it's a fair assumption that um, usually those like well sequenced, uh, like storytelling al- albums, are either put out very early on in a musician's career, or after they're already like after they're already like goaded or like substantial, um, or you know like a known successful musician.
3: Yeah, so I mean, that, that's a good question. That's a, that's another sort of um, thing that's different about the music climate today. Prior to, prior to the streaming era, um, labels used to actually develop artists prior to releasing them. Mm-hmm. Now, before you get a deal or before you even have a meeting, you have to have a hit record or some sort of traction or a fan base mm-hmm. to, to have the label be able to sell. So So to sort of answer your question, I think again those sorts of artists do exist like everything i think it's it, it always depends um but but yeah i do think there are kids who are making you know like i guess mediocre or like hit records that are capable of putting out those types of projects but you just don't see it right away
0: yeah i think the like drake for instance he did it at the early part of his career after he signed with wayne and you know that and then he grew to be where he was and then he started putting out pop stuff and like hits and that's just one lane. But for me like Kendrick, if you listen to Kendrick's first mi- first mixtape, which is not overly dedicated or section 80 or whatever. It's like some really whack shit from when he was like 15, that is just it sounds like Lil little Wayne because I like that's who who he's trying to be. So mm-hmm. I think that development... I think it doesn't just have to be as an artist. It can It can also just be as a person. Like, right. that development of who you are can help shape, you know, the kinds of things that you want to talk about or the way you want to organize things. And I think it's hard to say, especially nowadays when everybody has such a different path, like, it's hard to say that people are more likely to do it this way or that way. Um, but I think definitely, like Trifa was saying, pre-streaming era, like, they would... Grow, they would take your talent and then sh- shape you to who you could become. But now you have to be already pre-established. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just, in my opinion, they kind of just feed off of your image or your brand or whatever. Which, as crazy as I think Kanye is, like the fact that he's trying to get everybody to own their masters is like the best thing I've seen him do in so long. Because that's how these record labels take advantage of a lot of people. Like designer. Designer's a one-hit wonder pretty much to everybody, right? like, for Panda, but this dude saw, like, he got completely screwed over by good music and couldn't release music for so long. Regardless whether you think it's good or bad, like, the dude just wanted to release music, right? Mm. And he couldn't because of his record, record contract and, like, his label and all, all that, like, other stuff that was going on that was out of his control because when you're young and you're trying to come up and you see, like, the front that they can give you uh, for money... You're just like, oh shit, that's like the shit ton of money they will help me like do this, like, you know, help my mom get out the hood or like, you know, whatever. And so you take that and run, but then you're tied to them for so many years and you don't have a say anymore. And so, and you can't make as much money if you don't own your masters. So it's really tough to like, I don't know. It's a whole different conversation, but in the same way, I think it's just up to the artist. Because there's two ways of doing it. You can either get, you know, popping and then do it so people will already have an interest in you. So that mm-hmm. then you'll be sure that they listen or you can try and pop off with that. But that's a much more niche crowd. Because like yeah. you're saying, like people shuffle through albums. They don't listen to them all the way through, really. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's,
3: it's, it's an interesting conversation. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that their favorite artists record deals like the the money that they're given for these records de- their advances do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah so the the artist is being fronted this sort of money to record a project market the project um you know put it out pay pay all the people who are playing music um in the studio sessions and they have to be able to recoup the advance that they're given by the label um and then after that whatever they see on top is green the issue is a lot of these artists are so underdeveloped that you'll almost never recoup on your first deal. So now you owe the label money. And so you owe them a second project, a third project. And that's how a majority of these rappers and you know certain musicians end up spending a whole lot of money and then being in the red because they can't recoup. And they thought the label was giving them money to just sort of sign up front. Mm. But but it's, it's one thing to own your masters and um, sort of say that you're independent uh it's another thing to say you're independent because of choice because a lot of people don't even have the opportunity to be in these sort of label meetings and have conversations um with these labels to have the option to be independent or not for some artists that major label exposure and and that sort of marketing team behind a major label is is really beneficial in making these people stars you know i mean at Mm -hmm. a certain point your 10 or 15% that you have left over may be way more than you'll ever make as an independent. So for some people, it makes sense. But for the vast majority of the population, owning your Masters is a great way to sort of just stay in the game and make your you know little bread here and there.
4: Christian, didn't you tell me before that Young Thug had some issues about this too? Was that him? Was it mm-hmm. Young Thug? Or am I
0: thinking of someone else? I think it was Lil Wayne. Because oh, yeah. Lil Wayne had like, he was trying to release the Carter Five for so many years. And he couldn't. Dude, I mean, Birdman is just a fucking weirdo. Like, I, I don't really know how else to put it. He, he looks like a weirdo. He looks like a video <laughs> game boss. But um, yeah, he actually kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know as much about the whole deal as everybody, as, as, as I showed about Carter 5. But Carter 5 was supposed to be, like, Detox, where, like, it's a legendary thing that never drops, right? But, obviously, we got Carter 5 two years ago, where they got the Deluxe, like, last month. But basically, a bunch of the original songs that were supposed to be on and never got released. I mean, they got leaked, but they didn't get released because, I don't know, part of it has to do with sampling. Like, you can't clear the samples sometimes. I don't know as much, but I know Birdman was trying to hold Wayne to that specific, like... Like, I think with some deals, like, you, once you release an X amount of albums or projects, you get out of your deal. Um... And so he was trying to keep Wayne, or I guess it could be like a sequence, like once you release the Carter 5 you're out of the deal, like X amount of Carter albums, you know? So I think what Birdman was trying to do is trying to keep Wayne in his Young Money deal um, by not letting him release the Carter Five, so that he would like just stay and they would get the money from Wayne, like his his label, his artist image and all that. But they went to court and I don't know the specifics about all that. I just know that Wayne won and it got released.
3: Yeah, just to be clear, that's like a very common thing for labels to do, right? When you sign over your masters and things like that, if you flop the first time, there's no reason for a label to say, okay, we want to put out your your next song after this or the song after this to recoup our money. They can really just keep you in debt if they want to. Yeah. The, the way the music industry really is able to survive now is off of the sort of profits of the other artists that that really pop, right? They mm-hmm. take the profits from those and they sort of risk it on younger talent. Yeah. So they're just betting on people and giving loans is what it is. They're just loans.
0: Yeah, it's really sad because like, especially for smaller artists or even middle size artists, like they don't make their money Unless they go touring, honestly, like you get you get money from streams, but like you're saying, you gotta pay your advance back. You gotta yeah. Like you get, I think for every ten streams, you get like tenth of a cent or something like that. Yeah, it's like a so tenth like of a cent. So you don't see money from streams that much, but you get your money from the merch and the ticket sales and all that stuff. Like that's where they really make their money back on albums.
3: Mm. So merch touring advances doing work for other um artists
1: songwriting things yeah. like that. to go back to the storytelling thing
0: um i
1: just feel like it's even harder nowadays to tell a story with like any piece of content because things come and go so fast nowadays like you'll see a song pop up on tiktok people will play the shout out for like a week or two and then it's gone you know what i mean um same with like i don't know like a, a bunch of youtubers i used to watch i feel like um, had like a like a quick ass lifespan like a couple of years and then they're just gone you know what i mean and i don't know if that's like because they took the bag and just dipped or if they just um or if like the algorithms behind all these different platforms are controlling like what people see and whatnot but i feel like it's really hard to stand out and stay out uh, nowadays just because people are always popping up and things are moving mad fast
2: yeah another point nathan i was making in the video was that like, not, not even just the storytelling, but also just, like, the, the pacing of the album and, like, how, like, the so songs, like, kind of flow into the other. I think that, like, people don't, like, respect that enough, too. Mm-hmm. Um like, even, like, on, like, old, like, rock albums, like, Pink Floyd and stuff, like, a lot of their songs, like, would, like, flow into the next one. And, like, that's why, like, on the radio, if you hear them, like, they just play, like, three songs, like, all after each other because, like, that's how, like, the songs kind of feel, like, they just all become one song. And I feel like um um a lot of artists, like, don't... Or I guess I, I guess not artists or producers, I like, don't put a lot of effort into that. But I know, like, I notice, like, Metro, like, he does a lot. Like, a lot of his albums, like, a lot of the songs, like, flow into each other. So, like, it, like, keeps you, like, kind of kind of wanting to just play in sequential order because all the
0: songs, like, kind of combine into one. That's a whole different art form, though, you know? Like, being able to sequence things. Like, that's yeah, just a whole other yeah. talent. Um, But I think it's really tough because you, a lot of artists want that pop song is that when artists release an album, they release a collection of songs. They don't release a coherent album. And that's what, if that's what you're going for, great. For me, that frustrates me a little bit because I like a coherent thought throughout a whole thing. And like what you're saying with Metro, I, like most people, just listen to the uh, Savage Mode 2. And while I think it falls off the theme at the end of the album, you can tell that all the songs are supposed to belong together because of... The production style and also, I mean, that's just who Savage is. I mean, a lot of Savage's songs just kind of all, you know, they don't sound the same, but they have the same kind of sound to them, you know? Yeah. So, Metro definitely, that's why he's one of my favorite producers is because he can, And even his uh, uh, Not All Heroes Wear Capes, like that was literally just a collection of songs, but they all somehow went together. Yeah. It just, like, that shouldn't happen. Like, that's such a cool thing for him to do. Um. But yeah, it's definitely it, it. can be more than the artist that has the the control over it. But yeah, it's definitely a a lost art. I would say the ability to sequence and like formulate and a thought over an entire album.
3: I th- I think also that the the sort of the savvy artists and and the business teams behind these records understand that attention spans are, are so much smaller nowadays. That I think they understand yeah. the vast majority of the population is gonna they're going to open up the album on, on sort of spotify and itunes right you'll see the the interesting feature on one of the records you'll click that maybe you'll click one or two of the other songs on the project you'll pick the ones you like add them to your playlist and and beyond mm-hmm. do you know what i mean um so i think i think it's also just a reflection of sort of where most of the consumer is at so
2: yeah because like if you check spotify you check a lot of the, like, the rap like projects that came out in the last year if you just like look at the plays like the streams like of each song as you go down like it literally just like goes con- like just goes consecutively down as you keep going and i think yeah like i saw that on like the savage savage's latest album and like i think i saw that on like a couple of albums like earlier this year too um it is crazy that like people because people like sometimes just like click on the artist and just see like the three songs that are like on their new album that are like trending yeah. on their like their top five songs played
0: and like they just they just <laughs> immediately just took continue three to songs stream stuff, yeah. and then put it in their playlist and don't even check out the album I wonder if we're going to get to the point where we all just listen to the same songs. (laughs) Like, like for me, like I have songs from albums that I know that people don't like, but I like them. But nobody knows the song because everybody just knows the three songs from that album. Yeah. You know, like I I can't think of any examples, but there's there's albums that I mean, I could list albums that you've probably never even heard of. Like, did you guys even know that ASAP Ferg dropped last week? I bet you didn't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I haven't listened to it, but I added it to my library. <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact that he dropped, like, nobody knew about that, right? So there's just, uh, like you said, if you don't get added to, like, Rap Caviar or, like, stuff like that, like, it's really hard to thrive. Mm, and yeah. I think, yeah, especially with Haram saying, like, people will judge a uh, project off its, like, first three songs. Like, if you don't like the first three songs, you're not going to continue to listen to it or you get bored and just click off
3: yeah so and the 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 issue with like sort of independence and like up and comings is that you're you're sort of access to you know that that new market now like getting on these playlists and sort of getting placements on like certain like youtube channels and things like that the issue is that these majors and these sort of other record labels have relationships with your spotify's and your apple musics and they're only going to place you know, mm-hmm. sort of mostly their artists on these sorts of playlists and things like that. So that's where
0: the the sort of divide is.
1: Yeah. Damn. Wow. <laughs> what a conversation.
0: Wait, Tarun, do you have the word?
1: Oh, yeah. Let me pull that shit up.
0: I'm not doing the voice. My throat can't do it. Yeah,
1: please don't.
3: <laughs> you guys do like a word at the end of the day?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like we last uh, two episodes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay.
0: Okay, to, to decompress from our intense discussion, you know? Living up to the name in it. <laughs> uh we're gonna we're gonna close out with uh, you know the new segment, the the word of the day. <laughs> Turn what you got for me, pal? Um
1: sorry, wait, are you gonna try to guess the what do you call it, definition?
0: Yeah, you can sure. just guess the
1: definition. All right, yes. but it's an adjective pertinacious
0: is it just something that's pertinent <laughs>
1: <laughs> no well I mean
0: like I mean, something that relates
1: to another super something relevant
2: like, yeah can you do in a sentence
1: please um yeah <laughs> what's the origin of the word <laughs> yeah what's the origin of the word um hold on all right wait let me let me read the sentence and then I'll look for the the origin um example so in fact, the exorcism was quite ineffectual upon the pertinacious demon or whatever the apparition might be.
2: Is it like mm, persistent? Really persistent? Yeah, I'm thinking like determined yeah. like, determine demon.
1: Yeah, so uh, the first definition is adhering resolutely to an opinion, purpose, or design. And then the second definition is perversely persistent.
4: We got it. We got it. Bar yeah, so, so, I kind of uh, like that.
1: That's a cool word. It How is cool use that. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, so where's got it from little- though? I'm looking, I'm looking. (laughs) I'm going to have to Google it. Uh,
0: Uh, Where do you think pertinacious is from, Harsha? You know, you know Greek. (laughs) Yeah, I know know the Greek. (laughs) I do know Greek, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Greek origin.
1: (laughs) All right, I found the origin, so it's... um, What is the
2: per prefix? Is that a prefix? It has to be, right?
1: Yeah. Per? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what it is for? no nope, that's
1: not it <laughs> <laughs> so the first half of the word or pertinax or pertinac comes from latin and it means holding fast and then the like the ous is uh just from english
0: greek and english yes. okay latin and english no latin english you know it's greek oh I mean. yeah i was right <laughs> <laughs> there you go pertinacious guys you know if you can use that in your everyday life, like go for it.
3: <laughs> you're probably really successful.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're pertinacious enough, you
3: know. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs>
0: All right. That's a uh, that's enough that we got for this week. We wanna thank Tarif for stopping by. Absolutely. Um, you got anything you want to plug? Definitely plug your music, you know.
3: Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say one thank you, guys, for having me. Um, I have a music video that came out last week called Dust. Um, I also have a single that came out a couple of weeks prior. Um, I have a full project coming out on November sixth. Um, so I'm looking forward to dropping that. You can find me on all socials at Carnatic C A R N A T I K. All
0: right, yeah, we'll definitely drop that tag him and everything uh, when we do the promos for this podcast. But other than that. That's all the time we got this week. So we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Peace.